Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It's a scorcher out here, ladies and gentlemen. Hot as all hell. Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Your host, Leister's back again. Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. And it's hot. It's extremely hot. I had to crank the air conditioner. I do Celsius, not Fahrenheit, but I had to crank it down to 20 degrees Celsius because it was giving me headaches. And I'm inside the house. It's just, it's hot. And so it's like, I can't deal with So I am suffering and I can't get out of Nevada yet because I needed to get everything stable with the client, my uh, first endeavor. And I shifted some stuff around. I got a different internet provider, slightly faster, but it's prepaid, which I like, and I got to cancel the other one. And uh, my laptop's running a job, the work laptop, so I'm going to be recording, but also taking a break at times. You won't sense the break, but I'll be taking a break at times to go and check on that laptop and keep things moving. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about profit-taking versus holding or hodling, as some people refer to it, strategies. And these are strategies. These are tips and tricks. And the reason the driving force behind this is the recent run up of certain garbage tokens, you know, the Pepe twos of the world, Pepe 0.5, Pepe 3.0, SafeMoon 2.0, et cetera. They're spinning up like, you know, they're just going crazy. And so some people are having a hard time. They're not saying that they are, but they're having a hard time. And a couple of, I'll say ethical influencers have been covering this at at length and been talking about kind of, you know, what's happening and try to keep people safe. Because, you know, Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, well, you know, I was the first. I was one of the originators of actually trying to keep people safe instead of shilling projects, right? You've never heard me shill a project, ever. I've been working to keep people safe. So the things that they're talking about are things I've been talking about for over a year now. And, you know, nobody comes back and give my credit, but that's cool. I'm We're here now. They're, they're, they're up to speed. They're on the track. And the information they're giving is good. And I am doing the best I can to continue and be consistent in the same information that I've been giving you all along. Because if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say, 
you know, if you're going to get into garbage, if you're a gambler, there's nothing wrong with that. Just admit that you're a gambler and there's a right way to do certain things where you can keep yourself safe. Well, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about profit takings. I think it's important. And it won't take me too long. Today's episode won't take me too long. I'm going to be getting back into this raincoat game, which currently has my attention. But I want to just summarize. I am not telling you what to do from a financial aspect. I'm giving you some things to think about. There's some older podcast episodes that I've done. If you go to CryptoTalkRadio.net on the search bar at the top, if you search for HODL, H-O-D-L, you'll get a couple of hits where I talked about this. Same concept. And you'll see I've been talking about this for over a year. The idea of taking profits. I'm just reiterating it here and now because I think some people, possibly if you're newer to the show, but certainly people online, they don't understand why it's important. And you only learn these things when you've been in it for a while and you, you get burned on the same old techniques and strategies. And some, again, some of the other influencers, it took them a while to come around to where Leicester was and get up to my level, but it's fine. So without further ado, let's dig into this business of hodling, as it were, versus profit taking. HODL, what does that mean? HODL is, it actually stands for something, believe it or not. It stands for hold on for dear life. And it's the idea that you're in some sort of a project, whatever garbage that you choose to be in, and you're holding it no matter what. This was inspired by many of these cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, where they started at a fraction of a penny or lower. And there were stories, there's people I've had on the show who have talked about you know, I had thousands of Bitcoin and I sold it for a pizza or I gave it to a buddy or <laughs> all these stories of people that just didn't hold their cryptocurrency long enough to realize the major profits they would get later. And then there are some people, there's actually a guy, he does, he's a so-called influencer, but he does all these Insta scam stuffs online with all these fake women and all this amount of money because he apparently had a bunch of Bitcoin and he held it. And so this inspired this whole holding craze. Basically telling people that if you hold it long enough, it's going to go to the moon, doot, doot, doot. When the meme coin season starts spinning up, this got even worse because you take something like SHIB, right? SHIB, it took a long time. Doge took a long time. If I recall, it was eight years before Doge got to anywhere close to a profitable state. And so if you had held it for that long period of time, you would have made a lot of money. I think what people are starting to go wrong and not understanding is that it's a different era. At the time when these were at the lowest prices and there was that profit potential, a lot of this was underground. A lot of this was traded underground. You didn't have the concept of exchanges. You certainly didn't have decentralized apps. It was underground and you had to go to very sneaky forums and outlets and it was being traded kind of under the level. It wasn't like currency. It was just kind of one of these cool things that people believed in. Certain people believed in, certain people didn't. Some people thought it was a scam. Nobody really knew, arguably, nobody really knew or appreciated where things like Bitcoin would go. Some people had a sense there's got to be something to this someday, and they had the wherewithal to hold it long enough. Well, fast forward, and we are long in a sense where banks are involved, venture capital firms are involved, you know, celebrities are involved. It's a different era. There's so much awareness. It's it's out there. People are aware of it and the rich players are actively manipulating it. Worse, the vast majority of it are traded on exchanges. And as they're subject to longs and shorts, this causes volatility because there's constant activity happening. Activity is good. 
But when you have volatility with these, it's harder to predict where something's going to go. And it's less likely that you can just hold something for an ad infinitum and end up being a multi-billion, billions and billions of dollars. It's a different era. And so I think where people are going wrong is they're assuming that you can see something like a doge. Fast forward a little bit. This is some time ago, but fast forward a little bit. And this idea of reflections becomes a thing. This idea of burns becomes a thing. And all these different you know, tricks and tips to try to increase the value of a token by constraining supply, by increasing volume, by increasing interest, by saying, hey, we do this, do, do, you know, and burn in particular, the idea that it's going to, and over time, the supply gets what constrained, constraint of supply should increase demand because there's not a lot of it going around. Turns out that the vast majority that do the burns, unless you burn the total supply, that value is not going to go up. And if you burn the total supply, you're not going to be able to hold a lot of it. That's what happened with Libra or uh, Thorium. So fast forward again, and memes start to become more of a thing. We now are in this era of Pepe 2.0 and Pepe 3.0 and Shiv 2.0 and Safe Moon 2 and all these other ones that are popping up, ostensibly trying to make you some money banked off the success of the original Pepe. Pepe had a lot of wealthy organizations backing it when it launched. It had a lot of rich money in there. It got to billions and billions of dollars in its market cap. It had a lot of liquidity at the time. A lot of money flowed into it and a lot of people got wrecked after it dumped out. After they sold out, they made the money off people and it dumped out. Then all these wannabes pop up out of thin air. They start gutting other projects. They start gutting some of these other tokens that are out there because people, as I've said, they have, they're basically just robbing Peter to pay Paul. They just shift money from project to project. And so as people jump into these garbage ones, these rich people see another opportunity to then take wealth from them again. So then let's take Pepe 2.0 because it's the current one being chatted about. Pepe 2.0 has a locked liquidity. Pepe 2.0 is on a number of exchanges. Pepe 2.0 is renounced. Pepe 2.0 has a lot of things that are positive when you look at it on the surface. But Pepe 2.0 has one distinct difference from the original Pepe, and that is the original Pepe didn't have any tax on buys and sells. That was one of the main contributing factors to its success is the fact that it didn't charge you anything for doing trades similar to the way SHIB works. The downside is that if you're not trading regular investors or not taxing them, it means that bots are also not taxed. And so bots can then influence the price one way or the other, possibly to your detriment as somebody getting in it. So Pepe 2.0, they at least put a 1% on the buy and 1% on the sell. And we saw that bots by and large are not influencing its price. The only thing influencing its price are people who believe that there's an opportunity. And right now that's not the super wealthy. There's not a lot of liquidity in Pepe 2.0. This raised comments from certain influencers to letting people know you got to think about the low level of liquidity available in it and the risk. If you were to look at the holder counts, and you can see this on Etherscan, by the way, you were to look at the holder counts, pretty much anybody in the top 100 could completely tank the token if they decided to dump completely out of it because there's just not enough liquidity remaining to pay everybody millions and millions of dollars. It's simply not going to happen. So no matter how much you hold, you're not going to be able to get too much out of it at this point. You probably could get back what you put in, maybe, but it's been going down. So the argument has been, why are people jumping into projects like a Pepe 2.0 and jumping out of other projects that are more long-term, more established, 
I wanted to talk about that, and then I'll talk about the whole profit-taking. The reason that people are leaving out of established projects is because in the established projects, they were always banking on the whole strategy. They were banking on the idea that if you just hold on, at some point it's going to get to something, and it might. But when, as I said on an old episode, I said that when something brand new comes up and it's getting a lot of hype, especially on social media, what tends to happen? A bunch of people FOMO into it. And because we're not getting new money in cryptocurrency, that money is going to come from some other project. They're going to be gutted. We saw tons of these other projects being gutted as people FOMO'd into things like a Pepe and then later FOMO'd into something like a Pepe 2.0 because they, what, missed out on the original Pepe run. Since we know that's a thing, and since we knew that's what happened, where does that set us? It sets us in a very clear picture about what must be the strategy if you want to keep up with the Joneses as it is. Instead of just holding, see, there's nothing wrong with getting into these projects. There's nothing wrong with jumping from project to project. The key, though, is to make sure that you're always taking profits making sure that as they go up, you are taking profits out of it. And you have to break that temptation that you're told repeatedly on Telescam and other places to just hold, 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 everything will be fine. Because the key is, as they tell you to do that, the people telling you to do that are taking profits off of you. It's a a game. That's the game. They're taking profits off of you. They know that you're just going to sit there and hold like an idiot. There are actually tons of projects out there where there are some ethical mods in their forums on Telescam that will tell you this guy isn't going to go anywhere, like Kuma Inu. This isn't going to go anywhere. Find something else to put your money in because they realize that ethically, they just happen to be the rare exception where they ethically believe this is wrong to give people false hope about these things. Again, I am not telling you what to do with your money. I cannot do. And if you're a gambler and you admit it, I celebrate you for it. What I am saying is consider your strategy. Strongly consider it. If you're holding, and it doesn't even matter what the token is. It doesn't matter if it's one of the main coins. It doesn't matter. If you have a whole strategy, just consider what that means. It means you're missing out on profit opportunities. It means you're missing out on dip opportunities. It means you're missing out on DCA opportunities. And consider whether or not, if you flip your strategy, when things run up and you get 20% profit or 30% profit and you take the profit out of it, what's the harm in that? When it dips back down, as you know it's going to dip back down, you can buy it at a lower price point and end up more. So when it runs up again, as you expect that it should, you can continue the cycle. And as I said on the previous, you can take the profits from garbage tokens even and use that to invest in some of the rock-solid coins that are out there and then compound your benefits. And once you get really good at it, and you can use an exchange to help with some of it, but I wouldn't leave your crypto in it. Once you get really good at it, You're just churning profit, churning profit, churning profit, where you may not even need to throw any new money at something. But you realize that if you invest in this one over here that's high risk, you're probably going to lose it all. There's nothing wrong with that either. I'm once again not telling you what to do with your money. I'm asking you as a call to action. If you have anything where you've adopted a whole strategy, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But just consider whether that makes any sense as opposed to a profit-taking strategy where you simply take the profits that you've earned. I mean, you've earned those profits, so why not take them? And then benefit from them, either by investing in other different projects that you may have your eye on, or DCAing into the other projects that you just took profit off of when they dip back down at a discount and treating it as a discount opportunity to buy back in. 
the key, though, is to make sure that you're not just sitting and losing out on profit opportunities. Because with tokens like a Pepe 2.0, as an example only, you simply don't know what's going to happen. And with a volatility that it has and a low level of liquidity that it has, you simply don't know what's going to happen. The temptation is strong, and everybody understands that. It's strong when you see these going to the moon, doop, doop, and you don't want to be left behind. Just understand that nothing is going to keep on going up. I don't care what it is. At some point, it's going to go back down. They all are going to do it. And no matter what people tell you in Telescam, that's just the way of the pattern. There has never been a token that continually goes up, 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 up. They'll tell you that they will, but at some point, they're going to go down because they're supposed to. Buys and sells are healthy, and they're paired by liquidity to other projects, to other tokens, to other coins, where those might be in a hurt situation, albeit temporarily, which means they're going to go up and they're going to go down, and that's normal and natural. And it doesn't matter if it's a garbage like this one. It doesn't matter if it's something like Hex. It doesn't matter if it's something on a different chain. None of that matters. They all do the same thing. Even arguably Bitcoin does the same thing. Remember, Bitcoin dipped seriously late last year. It dipped seriously. And if you believed that it was going to go back up and you bought in when it dipped back down, you had a profit opportunity and you're probably still at at least that interim profit. If you bought in back when it was peaking at 60,000, you're hurting right now. But if you hold it because you believe it's going to go back up, that's perfectly fine. My point, though, is if you didn't take profits when it was up to 60 something thousand dollars, consider, look what you lost there. And now all you can think of doing is wait or sell a loss. Why are either an acceptable option? To me, my message is only consider whether a profit take strategy makes better sense as opposed to a hold strategy, because at the end of the day, almost all cryptocurrencies follow the same pattern. Some of them are more likely to go back up than others. And then it's a matter of patience. If you have the patience to do it, great. I still say that a, a profit-taking strategy is always a stronger strategy because you can use that to parlay into other projects that you have your eye on or DCA into this project and increase your position. All of these are things I do encourage you to do research about because you're going to start, you're going to see outside of Telescam, you're going to see a shift. There's a shift out there. Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net was already ahead of the game a year and a half ago. But you're going to see online, people have shifted minds. They, they're they seeing that the profit-taking is really the smart answer. Why? Because the graphs all follow the same pattern, which is you always have an opportunity for profit, and it's all about timing in this game, and they're going to crap, and you need to make sure that you identify the opportunities, best opportunities to sell, and ideally not sell at a loss. If you want to just roll it and hold it, that's perfectly acceptable. That's your strategy. I can't tell you to do what you want. I'm simply sharing my thoughts. And I'm excited and ecstatic to see so many people come around to the reality about profit taking because there's so much money to be made, especially now if you are careful. And that's the key too, is make sure you're careful and make sure you don't invest stuff that you can't afford to lose. Long as it's money you're okay losing, there's nothing wrong with what you invest in. And then be smart about when you take your profits and timing it correctly. This takes practice. It's not something you're going to be good at day one. You're going to lose some money day one until you get used to the groove and you realize, geez, this is all a game. All of these rich MFers, mother fathers, as I heard on the board, these rich mother fathers, they're just manipulating the game. The black rocks of the world, they're manipulating the game. The banks are manipulating the game. Your job is to make sure that you get as much money as you can and get the hell out of it. And don't stay in it because if you stay in it, 
All you're doing is filling the pockets of people who really don't need your money in the first place. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is at Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.